I'm Chief Cheryl Victorian. This is Waco PD on the beat. Whether it's crime or just getting to know the Waco Police Department, we're here to talk about things that matter most to you. Hello and welcome to Waco PD on the beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer. And I'm Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for McLennan County. We have an awesome guest on our episode today. This is our officer podcast where we bring on just someone from our department that can talk about themselves in the role that they do, maybe outside work, maybe why you should be a police officer. And today we have officer. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to add to that. But today we have an awesome officer, as she was alluding to. We've got Detective Jasmine Butcher with our Crimes Against Children unit. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and so how uh, how long have you been here with Waco Police Department? How long have you worked with us? Uh, so in September, it's going to be 17 years. 17 years. You're not tired of us yet? Not yet. That's good. I like that. <laughs> and how long have you been uh, with the Crimes CAC. Against Children or? CAC. CAC unit. The CAC unit, almost 13 years. Almost 13 years. Okay. How, how did... Uh, your, since you've been here for 17 whole years, what, what did your process look like to get to the position you're in now? So I started on patrol. I worked District 1, which is the north side of uh, Waco, and then I tested for crimes against children, and that's where I've been ever since. Very nice. Was there a reason why you wanted to work in that unit? I think from the very beginning, I thought I would want to work crimes against children or family violence. So when there was an opening for crimes against children, I took the test. Nice. And you just kind of, it just stuck. You, I guess you like it since you're still here. Yes. I really <laughs> like my job. Yes. Yeah. Very what good. What got you into police work in general? Uh, actually, my husband. That's right. You are married to a butcher. I am married <laughs> to another officer. He's a canine handler. He got hired uh, the year before I did. And so I was still in the military at the time and he mentioned that there was going to be an application process coming up the following year that maybe I should look into it. And um, I really didn't think that I would qualify for to be a police officer at the time. Why didn't you think you would, wouldn't be qualified? Well, uh, I'm from a small town in South Texas, and I don't ever recall seeing a female cop before, okay. ever. Yeah. Even in, like, the sheriff's department either. So I don't think that was something that I had someone that I could – relate to and um, so that's why I didn't even that never even crossed my mind mm -hmm. which is such a great segue to what I really want to talk about which is why females are so important in this profession and that we are hiring right now but more importantly you know since we had Chief Victorian come on she pledged to that 30 by 30 campaign which is allowing or getting 30% of law enforcement to be female. And right now it's about 15%, I think, is around that number. And so how exciting was it first to know that we have a chief that's kind of pushing for that um, for, for that message and for, for to get more females into this position? Well, being that I'm a female, I think that's always a good thing, right? Um, I mean, she's so... I mean, I went anywhere you go, everybody knows who she is, and they see her as such a positive light mm -hmm. for this department. So she brings to the table something different than I think I've seen in, um, from other uh, previous chiefs. 
The Waco Police Department crime-free housing program is designed to build a partnership between police and owners or managers of rental properties to keep drugs and other illegal activity off property. This program calls on management to make steps toward providing a clean and safe living environment for the citizens of Waco by asking them to spend a little time and a little money to benefit their residents. This will also benefit the property managers as well. For more information on the crime-free housing program, visit the Waco Police Department website at wacopolice.com. Yeah, I know, AJ, this is a, you're not a female yourself, but... My story. <laughs> but your whole, but you know, but besides besides your sergeant, your whole unit's female. Yes. So, so you, you see the work he that... He and I are the minority, and <laughs> they scare us. No, they're great to work with, and it is awesome to hear and know that our chief is pushing for the 30% mark. And I think we're like Waco PD is at 18% now, right? Yeah, I think so. So we're above that national average, but we're still trying to encourage and promote and get more females out there. Cause there's a lot of times some of our victims, like their uh, aggressor was a male or they're scared of males because of a history of aggression. And so I can't relate to that victim. I can't, really make that person comfortable enough to talk to me. So it's incredible to have, you know, female officers. And it's difficult sometimes because say you've got a, a female subject that has something stored or hidden somewhere on their body that like as a male officer kind of don't need to be reaching for stuff and you call for a female officer to come support you and there's no one available because the one female on your shift is on vacation. So we need females if you have questions, it sounds like Detective Future and, you know, some of the other females we've had on here are more than willing to talk to you and answer those questions and um, hopefully dispel those rumors and um, where, you know, you were just talking about not seeing a female officer. I hope that is not the case here in Waco. So to add to that part of that story was that because my husband was already here in the police department, I told them that I didn't know any female officers Mm -hmm. so I couldn't he couldn't relate to what my concerns would be because I'm a a woman um so uh, because my husband's that type of guy he was like I'm gonna introduce you to an officer um and so um he actually got one of his B partners at the time she was the only female in their squad to come and talk to me and she did it like she didn't even know me and so I had my chance to ask her, like, what's the job like? You know, because I don't, I didn't know what the job was about. Did she like what she was doing? So I was able to relate to her in a totally different way than I was able to relate to my husband, who's a man. Right, right. And that's really interesting, too, that the husband would tell their wives, hey, you should join the police force. You should, you should be a police officer. That's something that was at least back then, when I say back then, like it was so many, at least 17 years ago. Right. So... It, that's just not something that you, is very common. That that was that was common then. And so when when he said that, was it interesting to know that he wanted you in that line of work? Because I think a lot of times too, there's families or significant others that worry about those females. Well, so that made me, uh, in a way, like think maybe there's something that I could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he even he was the one that brought it up yeah. because he knew what it was to be an officer, and he felt that I could do the job. So to me, that was super big and supportive of him to even say, I think you got what it takes to do this. Yeah, I think that's like, that would be humbling and empowering too, almost. Absolutely. Yeah, like my husband thinks I could do this job that I didn't even think I could do myself. Yeah, that's huge. 
Yeah, that's so cool. And so how how was it starting in the department and how how many females were in your class? So I was with like 12 people in my academy and I was the only female in that class. Oh my gosh. Oh. Was that shocking? Uh, yes. So <laughs> the, the funny story was that I walk into this room and I don't know anyone. And so I, I'm not even from Waco. This is like you know, it's, it's scary. I think it was probably scary for all of us, not just me. But I walk in, and we're sitting alphabetical, and I'm sitting with, like, the biggest guy in the classroom. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, this might not be a good idea. But it turns out that even after all these years, and he's moved on to a different role in the city, that we still talk. And anytime I see him, I'm so proud of him, and hopefully he is of me as well. Um, but he, it was great. Like he was one of my biggest supporters. That's so yeah. good. So yeah. It was great. Yeah. So how was it as a female going through the academy and learning about being a police officer in your role? So it was hard, um, because there's so much things that you got to learn and not having a background in that area was really hard. I had to start from scratch and, and there's so much that you have to learn to do the job to begin with just before you even hit the street. Uh, but I didn't have any problems. Uh, I I was in the military before, and so, you know, women are outnumbered in that role as well. So it wasn't a complete, I didn't know what to expect, one. But two, I wasn't shocked because I prim- I had worked with mostly men in, in my prior role. So Okay. Very good. So you're kind of used to it. Yeah, I was kind of used to it. It wasn't a big deal. They didn't treat me any, I didn't feel like they treated me different than, than they talked to themselves. Like, we all, uh, we would go to one of the officer's house to study. Uh, we would all get together, whoever could make it. So I always felt like we had a pretty good group of people that even, like we were all trying to just make it, really. And I never felt like I was excluded or treated different because I was a woman. Right. I think our department might do, a, uh, as far as what I've seen in the recruits too, they all are very, very camaraderie type sense of helping each other, especially those those new newbies that come on and, and the recruits, I always see there, there's, there's never really any more than two females or two or three that are that are in the cl- in the academy still. And so we want those females to, to join or at least inquire. Um, doing ride-alongs is so beneficial. So is that something that you had ever done a ride-along before? So I think, I don't remember if it was around the time that I had already started my packet or... I don't really remember, but I was able to ride along with my husband because he was already working the street. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, he worked midnight, South Waco. And um, I'm waiting in the car patiently, just watching and seeing what he's doing. And he uh, motions for me to, like, come to where he's at. And I'm thinking, like, why would he need me here? Well, am I supposed I mean, to get out? <laughs> All right, do here. I get out? Do I stay here? <laughs> Maybe he means something else. And so I get out. And he actually, because I'm a Spanish speaker, I didn't realize, I never imagined how important that would come into this job, uh, the ability to speak a different language that comes in so handy. And so that day, he put me to kind of work. And I, <laughs> I was able to, like, solve the issue there because oh, he didn't gosh. know. Right. And so to me, I was like, you know what, I think I could do this. And it was great because he did, he used me as his Spanish-speaking translator for the what he needed that day. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. When did you, but besides that point, when you started the job, when did you realize that Spanish was such a vital... Uh, uh, like a skill to have. Sk- yeah, vital help. skill, I guess I can say. 
Well, um, I think that I'm not really sure as far as how m- with the population of Spanish-speaking only is in Waco, but um, I think right from the beginning there was always some some call, and being that there's not that's another thing there's not a lot of Spanish-speaking female officers, um, so you know that, that that was like I didn't realize that it was going to be so needed. So yeah, if you have Spanish-speaking call, then you would go and assist them and let them know what you have. But I feel like it, co- it just comes in waves. Sometimes it's like there's a lot of cases that come in with Spanish-speaking only, um, and sometimes it goes a few, you know, months without getting one. So, But I feel like it comes in but very But they are handy. there. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Well, shoot, I just was thinking about a couple months ago, she and I were working park patrol, and we're getting ready to come back to the police station, unload, go home for the night. Call goes out where there's a person got stabbed and – Spanish-speaking only, and there was no Spanish speakers available. They were all tied up on calls, so I was like, you want to do some real work? <laughs> <laughs> and we did. And we, we were there we for were another like, three or four hours. Yeah, we, oh, we, no. I, I actually was like, God, I missed that, because, yeah. you know, in the role that I play currently, I, we don't get that. So we were real close by, and I was like, you know, I'm not really sure who's all on, but we're close. You want to go? And AJ was like, yeah, let's do it. So I yeah. felt like the real police, like yeah. going out to calls. And yeah, yeah it was you're, awesome. not on, you're not on the streets as often. Right. right? Be, yeah. Being a detective. Right. So I, I work the off-duty jobs. And every so often, we actually have to do uh, more like your patrol functions. So that was a lot of fun. I forgot yeah. about that, AJ. I thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like and the next couple of weeks, I talked about it with the explorers. I showed them the, the body camera. And I was like, I forgot how bloody this was. I'm it so was. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So like being there when like emotions are really raw, mm-hmm. I don't get that anymore. Just because, you know, by the time I get the report, it's been a few days, maybe a week, depending how long it takes to get the mm-hmm. report type. And so things change then. Sure. You know? Sure. Mm-hmm. Our ride-along program is a great opportunity to get to know what it's like to be an officer for a day. By simply filling out an application, you can ride in a patrol car with an officer on duty to see what it's like to serve and protect your community. You cannot, however, ride if you have an active warrant. The ride-along program is monitored based on COVID-19 cases. Currently, cases have been low enough to reopen this program. And we request that you ride along for a minimum of two hours, and rides are not available on Thursdays. But for additional guidelines on submitting a ride-along request, you can visit the Waco Police Department and ask for a ride-along form. How, in, in your years in law enforcement, how, how have you seen law enforcement change as far as women, women being a part of the department? So when I started and I was on the street, I was the only female in my work group. So I was an A group. In the, so I worked in the evenings, three to one, um, A group, and I was the only female. So, you know, this is like when I'm out on the street. And so since then, I know that there's some squads that had a lot, like the majority were female. And so I think that females bring a different perspective to the job. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I'm not sure exactly if that's how the... I've yeah. never heard a male officer say otherwise either, but I know how it is even for me because I am the only female detective in my job, so I'm one of six. Okay, and so you're the only female in your unit. I'm the only female in my Interesting. unit. Interesting. So. Okay. So. All right, and, and I think, you know, we'll give it to the guys, you know, the men. They they, they, have, they can play important roles too, and, and they do, And but th- there's just, a, the, I guess, that motherly sense of or just the motherly role that females can play or or 
show to the people that they meet on incidents and sometimes it's just a little bit more easier to open up to to women right i i feel like that's that's right i I think aj talked about how um um what did you mention earlier about females being like the majority of male aggressors and yeah, like being scared of me because uh-huh. I'm a dude and their abuser was a dude. Right, and depend, depending on what happened to the victim, it may be play a huge part that they don't feel comfortable. And there's nothing against, like, the male officer. There's nothing they could do, mm-hmm. clearly. Uh, but, yeah, I think the females bring a different perspective to the job. Uh, we're, we're like the mothers. We're the nurturers. I, I also think not against you, AJ, but... Um, I feel like we listen in a different way. Sure. Like, like sure. you know. I think it's just different things that, that females might be able to pick up on. Absolutely. In, in the way that something is said. I feel like you've both spoken to my wife because, like, <laughs> communication was something that we were just talking about the other day, I think. <laughs> I wasn't really were. listening, so I don't remember. <laughs> I can't imagine Perfect. what you <laughs> Wow. <laughs> can't imagine what, why you wouldn't be talking about kid. communication. I kid. <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with, like, and maybe this is because I'm a mama's boy, but, like, everybody loves their mama, you know? And she's a female, so, like, I look at a female, I'm like, yeah, it's probably a nurturing, loving, motherly person. Right. I think if you talk to my coworkers, I think Evans will say, you know, uh, sometimes people will say, or when I have interviews, it's like disappointing your mother. You know, when they talk to me, <laughs> because, you know, like, yeah. I, you know, I, I am I am a mom. Yeah. And so it, of course, it uh, I think it changes things as far as like what I see that. And, and I think anyone, if you watch somebody else's interview, you can there's going to be things that someone may completely miss. Um, but I think that we tend to be better at listening or just maybe more empathetic. Is that and the right word? Yes, I think that's the right. Yes, way. I think so. be able to put yourself in that person's shoes. Yeah, and I think we also have the numbers of like um, use of force, um, not kind of not high numbers yeah. for for female officers even. I right. think we tend to de-escalate things uh, probably with our words versus right. versus our hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's our strength. I think that is. I, <laughs> I would disagree. Going back to the uh, predominantly female office that I work in, uh, I've been chased with a shoe, a belt, uh, lots of lot of stern looks. Well, it's not a hostile work environment. It's not I'm a, just it's, not a sh- it's not a shoe in your in your unit. It's a chunkla. Chunkla. Yeah, well, I've we gotten had- both the chocolate and the sneaker from my gym bag, I think. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We were actually talking about that. Peanut and- butter. I got chased with a handful of peanut butter yesterday. <laughs> AJ, there's many things that you say that are just incorrect. <laughs> it's not incorrect, though. <laughs> Look here. Picture to prove. A- AJ just likes to, to sometimes uh, try and... And compare certain instances in, in the female life that I'm like, you're a man. You just can't compare that. Mm, that's a lot of peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, I told you I had a picture. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> AJ, it's better to oh just, my. just agree. <laughs> Goodness. It's better, it's better to just agree. But, uh, Jasmine, what would you s- tell a woman who maybe is thinking about being a police officer maybe doesn't know or what, what would you tell someone to, to try and convince them or explain a little bit more about 
what the job is like for a female officer? So I think just from my own experience, if you find one or if you can call the police department and say, because I think uh, Sophie and I have like met with young, younger, you know, younger women and that have like an interest in this area of work and to just give them a little bit of a glimpse about what this job is really like. Because I think, like I said, for me, my husband having that confidence in me was huge. I'm not going to take that. I'm, that's why I'm always going to say my husband was the one that kind of got me in this path. Yeah. But I'm going to give it to um, Officer Sear. Um, she's not with the department anymore. Um, but having her come talk to me and taking, the, one, the time to do that, and two, just explaining how she was able to do the job because I feel like I'm small, smaller, so I'm a petite person. Could I really do the job? I didn't feel like I could. And she was about my same size. And uh, and she had been out on the street for a while. So to me, I'm like, if she can do it, then I can do it as well. Mm-hmm. Or when you see an officer out on the street or, you know, out and about, I'm sure we're out eating or getting something to drink, um, you know, approach them and just ask them, like, hey, can I just ask you about this? And hopefully they give you the information you have so that you can, you know, relate to what they have to say since they're already out on the streets working. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of times, as long as they're not in a immediate high stress or tense situation, sure, an yeah. incident, uh, they're, they're very open and honest and willing to talk to you guys that are interested in becoming police officers. I feel like that with women, like you said, with, with your husband giving you the the thought to apply, it, maybe it... it might have eliminated a little bit of doubt, but I feel like with women there is a lot of doubt when when wanting to apply. They think, oh, maybe I, I can't do it or I'm not strong enough. Or, but we, we train you guys for all that. Yes. I, I mean, that is a real concern. I mean, it was for me. And I probably, I mean, I had been in the military and it's probably like in the best, I don't know, like I was in the best shape of my life back then. Um, but even then, when I showed up and there was, like, all these applicants, I was like, should I just go home now? Um, you know, and, you know, just like you said, we get trained um, to do those things. And I, I think that sometimes women are harder on themselves and saying, oh, I don't think I could do this. But there's a whole bunch of us doing it right now. Right. And so that should tell you, like, yeah, yes, of course mm-hmm. you can. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it's, it's not all about strength because right. I think that's the biggest thing that – Sometimes the women feel they, they oh, I'm not I'm not as strong as, as a police officer. But I think sometimes women are emotionally stronger, which is kind of like, you know, they, they say we're emotional, but sometimes I think deep down we're, we're probably a little bit emotionally stronger, I feel. AJ, what do you I, think? I was going to say it's not about the strength because I think a lot of the stronger people get stuck in this, like, brute force, caveman, oh, I can do powerful things, especially the females – they think, oh, I can't physically do it that way, so I'm going to work around and I'm going to make it happen, and it's probably going to not get me hurt in the process. Right. There I you think so you're right. Work smarter, not harder. Using <laughs> yeah. the, the big brain muscle instead of the, Yeah, because I, I think, like, I would never, like, even want to get myself in the situation, so you, like, get away from that because I do know my limitations. Like, why would I want to start, mm-hmm. you know, something you just – de-escalate and go in a different way because there's a different way to handle that. Um, and I would never even think about that because I am not a huge person. I would never even start 
going in that direction. Mm-hmm. Right? When you see it going in that direction, like you would be like, okay, we gotta how can I divert that right, to, we gotta divert to my we benefit? Gotta <laughs> this. Like this is not going well. This mm-hmm. will not go at well for me. So how do I how do I how do I go about it in a different way? Yeah. yeah. What would you say that your favorite part's been so far about working at Waco Pete? Oh, so many things. I'm tr- I, was, I was thinking about that. So I, I love my job. So I think that makes a big difference, the fact that, you know, if, you, if you're, what did I say, if you love what you're doing, it's not really like a, mm-hmm. a job. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I have been in my office for that long, because I honestly feel like this is what I'm good at, yeah. you know, that and, and um the, the people that I have met through this job, like, I, I mean, there's a lot of really good people in this department. I think that's huge, too. Um, and uh, so that's, that's sort of the things, the friendships that we have developed. I, my husband and I, of course, we tend to, you know, like, know the same people. Uh, but, yeah, there's some, like, really good people here that care about what's going on in our city. Uh, I feel like the department is going in a good direction, uh, I don't know there's ever been this much community involvement with the officers. Just this weekend right. we did something. And, you know, like sometimes it's not about, like, putting people in jail, but it's more about, like, you know, like going out and doing something with, like, the community and seeing how much they appreciate you. Or someone coming to you, like, years after you worked the case, they come out of nowhere and they're like, and they say thank you. Like, that's what it's really all about. And mm-hmm. so um, to me, that's good enough. I almost hate to ask this question because it's such a positive note right now, but I guess like in the spirit of keeping things true, honest, and open, like what was something, like what was the most difficult thing that you feel like you experienced because of being a female, if that makes sense? Like to, I guess, give the female listeners that might be thinking about this, like an expectation of what a challenge was. So, you know, I did mention that pretty much everybody was pretty fair. I never felt... There might be some females that have felt that, like, they didn't, you know, like, they didn't want... I know that in the older uh, females that have come before me or, you know, they were here several years, that wasn't necessarily the mentality. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I've had very many of those interactions. So as far as being a female and having people not want to work with me because I was a woman or something like that, I have very, very few and far incidents I did have an incident one incident that I can recall when I was in the academy and um, I think that that turned out kind of good and I just kind of stood my ground and I showed them that if they ever felt like they had to wait for me that I wasn't going to be the one to hold them down and I think eventually that got across to that person and that did not become an issue anymore nice yeah so really just showing that you're there for not only yourself but the department your coworkers, and the community I think it gains that respect. But that's something that really all officers have to and, do. Right. And honestly, yeah. it translates to life. Like knowing your values, knowing where you stand, knowing what you stand for, and standing firm in it is what it sounds like you, you did. Yeah. So. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. So other than that, I, I feel like I've been very fortunate mm-hmm. that I haven't had to deal with those. But I do know that there's been other officers, uh, they have come before me, that unfortunately that was not their experience. Right. And right. I feel like we're probably moving in the right direction. Absolutely. As far as like having more females. I mean, you can clearly see it in the ranks that, you know, we have, you know, s- we have a commander, we have several sergeants that are females. Mm-hmm. Our chief is a, a female. So you clearly see the change yeah. that's now have 
is where we are at now. So yeah. Oh yeah. I remember when we were doing the interviews for Women's History Month and listening to people's stories from, you know, a first female police officer to officers that are working with us today, it was, oh, we didn't have women's bathrooms in the department. Oh. Which wow. yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. They're, they had to use the men's restroom, and if they did, then, you know, they'd have to say, hey, I'm going to go in here, and then maybe someone would stand outside and just watch, you know, stand guard, right, right. basically. And so, yeah, so I think we are moving in the in the right direction to to listen to the interviews, and those are all on our Facebook page. If anyone wanted to go in and watch those, we even did uh, your story as well. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it was really interesting to see how it has evolved. So I would say we're moving in the right direction. I did too. Mm -hmm. Is there something that you wish you knew when you started the academy or that you wish you were prepared for, but maybe you weren't or anything like that? So I don't know that anyone can prepare you to what you're about to get into. I think that there's no way. You know, I remember, you know... um, starting out and not really knowing what this job was going to bring and how it has changed me as a person, um, good and bad. Uh, but I maybe like knowing that it's going to be a hard job, but how fulfilling it is, like personally for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, those those little things where someone like, or when you know like that you've made a difference on somebody's life. Yeah, I think that, um, I think that, I don't know that you can ever prepare for something like this. Like how do you tell somebody, like you're gonna see some really bad things mm-hmm. because you are, um, and you're gonna see like probably the worst in humanity. But you're also gonna see a lot of really good things happening as well, and so um, that's kind of hard to to measure. I right? Think. Yeah. But you have to make sure the good, at least, if there, because obviously we do see a lot of bad. But we have to remember that that good is gonna outweigh, right, the bad. Traditionally, Crime Stoppers is only able to pay up to $2,000 on a tip if it leads to a arrest. But in order to help combat the gun violence that our community is experiencing, Crime Stoppers is paying up to $1,000 just for the recovery of a firearm that's illegal. So anything that's used in the commission of a crime, stolen, or uh, otherwise illegal, can get you up to $1,000. By submitting a tip through the newest method provided by Crime Stoppers USA, you can call Star Star Tips from your mobile phone, which sends you a follow-up text with a link to provide follow-up information at any time. As always, you can visit online 24-7 at wacocrimestoppers.org or call 254-753-HELP or 4357 to provide any information on an illegal firearm or any other information which leads to an arrest for a reward of up to $2,000. So send in a tip because tipping ain't snitching for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. Anything else that you want to touch on, talk about anything at all? I don't know. I think, I think that uh, hopefully we are becoming more available to people that feel like they could come to us too, Mm -hmm. that we are, we want people to ask those questions because like I said, that was me 17 years ago, like thinking, oh, man, I don't think I could do this. And then, you know, realizing that you can, and all it took was really someone, like, taking the interest and just, you know, talking to me and saying, yeah, yeah, you can. And and maybe that if you're at that, you know, that uh, where you don't know if you want to do this, like, find, find somebody, find a female, ask them questions, do a ride-along. Yeah. 
Because I'm telling you, like, that ride along, I think by the end of that shift with my husband, I wanted him to make traffic stops so I can see how that worked. <laughs> I wanted right. to be all involved, and I couldn't. But uh, I was like, wow, this is so awesome. Like, your job is so amazing. You get to talk to all these people, the people that you get to meet in this job. I think it was great. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah and ride-alongs, we do offer those still. You can find those ride-along forms on our website. You can also visit the Waco Police Department and fill one out. Uh, it gives all the stipulations and the rules and all that on, on that piece of paper. Um, too many to really to really remember but there are there are a few things that you have to remember and abide by when when you do those ride-alongs but yeah that's something that is open and available to anyone that would want to do that and we're hiring which is deadline is escaping my august 30th that's the deadline 30th or 25th august 30th 30th i'm pretty sure we also talked about the same exact thing yesterday yep sure did and we had the same conversation and i was like definitely the 30th (laughs) august 30th is the application deadline so but don't wait till the last minute look like that good straight a student that turned it in before it was due yeah because it is a big packet little don't be like me little daunting but you can get it done so detective butcher thank you so much for joining us here on waco pd on the beat giving us a little insight into the law enforcement field as a woman. Thank you so very much. And thank you guys for listening this week. We are putting up episodes every week. And so we love doing this with you guys and love talking about it every week. Yeah. Fun. Give us feedback too. Yeah. I don't think anybody's given us feedback. Beat at WacoTX.gov if you have critiques or suggestions. Or if you just want to say hi. Or fine. that too. Or if you have something that you really want to Or if you want about. us to get you in touch with a female officer because we have 18% of our department, whatever number of people that is. <laughs> well, we want to get to 30%. So make sure you guys apply. And that is wacopolice.com. And thank you guys again so much for joining us. I'm Sierra Shipley, the public information officer. I'm Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator from McLennan County. Have a good one, Waco. Till next time. Waco PD on the beat. The heartbeat serving you.